Chris Weir. Join the journey. This is Chris Weir, and I'm here with Gene Moore. Hey, what's our topic today? Today yes. is success as a higher level of thinking. Oh, of course, of course. I love that. I love that. My question to you is, what is success on a regular level of thinking? If there oh, is a higher wow. level, what's the regular, normal level? Um, yeah, uh, your own success, I suppose, is a normal level. I'm talking about success at a higher level. That means how many people can you show the road to success? How many people can you bring with you on your journey to success? Um, the Zig Ziglar saying, right? You get everything you want in life when you help enough other people get what they want in life. So, yeah, higher calling. Uh, or you say, what is a regular calling? Something beyond our traditional being... understanding when we look up success, it's usually about our own personal success, but you're saying it's, it's beyond. Well, it can, right, on, on a personal level, it, it, can be, it can be financial, which is sort of what we're inferring here, I think, but, but really it can be spiritual, it can be family, it can be spouse and kids or any number of different things you may quantify what success looks like. We are definitely not saying it's only financial. Financial is an element of that, especially when you look around and you see how many people can't work, have a chronic illness, uh, they don't work, they can't work, maybe they're seniors, how many, the growing population of homeless. Uh, success at a higher level is finding that person that hasn't identified how to make a living yet and showing them what you already know, what you already learned. If it's an insurance agent, they learned uh, what it takes to get licensed, to take the test, pass the test, go get fingerprinted, uh, receive your license, then have to get contracted with the various um, carriers to be able to write the products, get the sales training, find the marketing, all those things. You figured out how to do all of that stuff. But once you've gotten good enough at it, once you've built your own renewals, your own passive income, so to speak, and created success for you. Well, how many people can you bring along with you? How many people do you find that don't know how to do what you figured out? Somebody probably showed you. I have seen uh, brokers, I've met with agencies where the, the, the head of the agency is getting older, getting ready to retire, thinking about not working anymore, and I look right at them and I say, but you know how to show people how to make a living. It is irresponsible for you to retire. I will allow the concept of you working a bit less. But in today's society, where so many people of varying ages, this isn't just college kids getting done with college with unable to find the job, or kids who decide, well, college isn't for me, whatever that person might be. Um, there are options, and you know how to do it. I do. I meet millennials who say, well, my goal is to just make enough money to pay my bills and to get along. And I look them right in the eye and I tell them how selfish that is, that society requires somebody who can work, who can be successful. Society requires you to be successful. Making as much money as you can means how much can you give away, how much can you, can you bring up, give to people, uh, use it to build something that allows you to coach people and help other people get where you got. 
success at a higher level of thinking. So it sounds like a natural progression or, or maturation process where, you know, first you've covered your bills and then, okay, you got a little bit extra and now you've grown or, or expanded and now you've got the ability to even think that way. But how could you, how can you get in that mindset before you've yeah. reached those or attained those goals? <clears throat> good, good question. The, the thing that you want to do is you want to start as soon as you can. You have to figure out what really matters to you in, in terms of helping people. There's so many different ways. You don't, when you look at the problems in society, they can seem overwhelming. And what is it? What can I do, right? You don't have to start a nonprofit organization. You don't have to start a foundation. It doesn't have to be some massive operation that's daunting. It almost seems impossible to do. I just picked, uh, years ago, I picked a couple of nonprofits that I could support, I could give to financially every single month. Uh, right now, I'm giving to Meals on Wheels of North Texas that drives around and brings meals to the senior population, people who cannot get out. That's a free service to those people. Well, I give money every month to, the, to that organization, and then I have recently added one. It's called A Pair of Socks. A Pair of Socks is a nonprofit organization that delivers socks to the homeless population locally. So I've taken up with a, a local, uh, well, both of mine are, are local because I can have an effect. Sure, I would love to do something much larger one day, but as I say, it's pretty daunting, and there are things that we can do right now that help those people who've already set up those establishments to, to, to help uh, bring people up. And, and by the way, the other thing that I've done is I've helped a few people get into business and begin to build their businesses in the insurance industry. And I'm, I'm not an insurance agent, but I know, I know how it is done, and I am passing that information to those people so they don't know how to make a living. I know the people who have done it and can show them how to be successful. Myself, I've, I'm focusing on three humans that belong to me. Right. <clears throat> but with an effort to really get them in this mindset. So I have to lead by example. I have to show them and do those things. And that you're talking about your children. Yes, yes. Leading by example. Right. So tell me how, how is it that you're, you're doing that? They are, they're, they're 6, 10, and 13. 6, 10, and 13. That's right. So, well, they know that uh, their, their mom and I give to organizations on a, on a regular basis, on a monthly giving level. So we, we have those conversations uh, about that. And then we are encouraging them to uh, volunteer. So the 13-year-old's at an age where he can start to volunteer. Right. So he's, he's uh, part of a program uh, with, with the church that they're going out and doing volunteer and mission work. Right. So we're just pointing them in those directions. Well, that's a great, that's a great concept, right? And, and unfortunately, in my mind, I, I think of it as, as, as green dollars, but that's totally incorrect of me. Right, giving giving isn't always in the form of money. It's in it's often in the form of time. Time right now is to me way more valuable. <laughs> There's a certain value that with the time that we have because we're all busy. Right, and yeah, we're certainly. full up. Certainly. Well, it reminds me of of uh, I can't remember. I I think I came up with this line, but it might have also been some sort of famous proverb. Uh, I can't remember at this point. Um, but your, your purpose in life 
is a life of purpose. Oh, okay. And if you can... Is that, necessarily is that, have to have that, that figured out. Is that what you're saying? Is that, is that what you're saying? Giving? Or, That's a gr- or, or I think it can mean different things to different people. And I think it can be whatever you want it to mean. And I think it's supposed to be somewhat open to your interpretation. Yeah, But a bigger purpose, a higher calling is going to get you more motivated than something that's not as important maybe or doesn't have as big of an impact. Sure. I guess the other way you could look at that, right, a life of purpose is, is being deliberate. It's being deliberate about the decisions that you make. So, so you're directing your life in a way that you want to direct it versus life just sort of happening to you. That's a whole other chapter. Right. Um, I'm with you. We're... Yeah, but it is. It's, it's being deliberate about the things that you want in life by sitting back and thinking about, intentionally determining what it is you like, what you don't like, what you want, and what you don't want. Right. And if you don't put any effort into that, then life will happen to you. You're going Whether to you like go it or on, not, but without without that sort of purpose, that deliberate intention of where of where you're going, and and for me it is it's 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 always been somewhat part of me, helping people, lifting people, um, uh, you know, and and so it hasn't been a challenge for me to think this way, but I did find that there, in the middle of those times when I was raising my kids and and running a business and that you, you forget that you have to get away from it sometimes and sit back and think about, okay, wait a minute, what's, you know, was I intentional in the way I was raising my children? Because I've often said I was raising three wonderful kids when I should have been raising three wonderful adults. And when I was in the heat of battle, you know, and enjoying all the games and the Sunday dinners and I'm not sure that I was always as purposeful as I, I wish I would have been in directing uh, their, their lives versus letting things just happen to us because we were just, just so busy. Well, I'd certainly say now you were. You. Now my kids are older and you're in a similar boat trying to create that balance. Well, I, I, don't, I will say you've, you've still been deliberate. I think for you it was still a deliberate um, being a father. My purpose was to always be there at every at every step, every field trip, every event, every that 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 was my I was purposeful about never missing a thing. When people would say, Well, you know, they grow up fast and you don't want to miss it, I was like, No problem. Right. <laughs> I get that, you know. I get that. Advice from others has not been something that I uh push away. I, I pull it in. I, I people who've already been there, that's where you get your best information if you can Find the source you find credible. That's always the. <laughs> that, that's always the thing, you know. Uh, I'll I'll tell so you. So before that, somebody gives you advice, can we ask for their? Can I get your advice credentials? Well, How good are got, you at this? We we always had you know neighbors, and sometimes you know if I had something that needed fixing, I might ask this neighbor or that neighbor, and well, I I found if I if I asked the neighbor that tended to do everything kind of as inexpensively as possible. Well, they'd refer somebody that would do the job sort of halfway, and I'd end up be unhappy. And if I, if I got the referral from somebody in the neighborhood that did everything, you know, really well and really over the top, well, then I'd get the highest bid for their referral to be the highest bid. So, sort of like, be 
be, you know, make sure you know where you're getting your information from because I, there were a couple of times I may have paid a lot more than I should have and there were a couple of times when they got done, they left and it still wasn't really kind of done. So <laughs> but when I looked at the source of my information, it made perfect sense. Well, we've got a running joke and our, Liz and I have a running joke is that our neighbors, uh, we've now just started vetting almost everything through them because they've either been through it before or they're the kind of people who go and will go interview three doctors for something and then we just say, hey, who'd you end up picking on that? Or whatever the case may be. And we've used them plenty of times, including our new fence, which is fabulous. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining the journey today. As you head down the journey, remember, if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you.